Welcome to Jane Unchained, featuring best-selling author, TV journalist, and JaneUnchained.com founder, Jane Velez Mitchell. In the next few minutes, you'll hear a secret solution to the problems that plague our world. If you want to revolutionize your life, get truly joyful, and jump to the next phase of human evolution, all it takes is one simple choice. Now, here's your host, Jane Velez Mitchell. I am so excited to be here. I have a very, very special guest, somebody who is going to essentially provide a cheat sheet to going vegan or helping somebody else go vegan. She goes by the name Angel, and she is the author of two books available on Amazon. We're going to talk about that. Um, This is so important because so many people say, Mm. Oh, yes, I'd love to try this, but I have no idea how. And of course, as somebody who's been vegan 26 years, I say, well, it's easy, but not for people who are just starting out. So tell us about your books, Angel, and what your essential advice is. Thank you, Jane. Well, first of all, I want to thank you for inviting me. I'm super happy to be here. Hi, everybody. So I'm Angel, also known as A Yummy Vegan. And um, I created these two books. Uh, they're um, e-books. They're super accessible worldwide in order to give people some quick tips on how to go either raw vegan or vegan. I will focus in this conversation here more on the the going vegan. And the title of my book is How to Go Vegan as Singles, Couples, Families, and Friends. The reason I wanted to um, differentiate between, you know, the various, I guess, um, segments of the population is because there are specific tips that I'm offering uh, for, for, you know, regardless of what your Uh, you know, position in life is. Uh, For example, my first uh, set of tips, however, really are addressed to everyone. And that is to really find out, you know, first of all, what are the definitions of veganism, the the differences between going plant-based versus going vegan. I also really encourage people to figure out why they want to go vegan. And that requires a lot of times some education in the form of shows like Jane's um, here for Unchained TV, um, various documentaries that are super powerful, speaking about human health, animal health, and the planet. Um, And also, you know, some people have spiritual reasons and they listen to themselves. They get, they feel like they get this, um, this message uh, that is calling them to go vegan. So once the person has established why they want to go vegan, in my opinion, that's when the adventure begins. That's when the fun begins. That's when you can dig into the nutrition of the plant diet, eating these beautifully yummy vegan foods. If you want to start off as a junk food vegan for convenience, if you want to get into the whole food, plant-based vegan culinary um, arena. That's awesome as well. And then you also have the raw vegan arena, uh, which is very exciting as well. So of course we can mix it up. We don't all have to just stick to, you know, one. Uh, I personally flip flop between them, depending on where I am. If I'm in a new city, I will 
go out and explore the various vegan options, even if they're junk food vegan, even if they're whole food plant-based vegan, it doesn't matter. For me, it's an experience. It's awesome to um, be able to enjoy, uh, you know, high vibrational foods that are not harming animals. So I would love to ask you, what do you mean by high vibrational foods? It sounds a little... Well, for some people, what? (laughs) Yes. Well, for me, plants are living foods. A lot of people call uh, plant-based foods or raw vegan foods. They call them living foods, alkaline foods. Uh, These are living foods. No sentient being died to provide these foods directly to us. Um, A lot of times, uh, you know, some people nowadays refer to the standard diet as eating dead food. In other words, um, a sentient being had to die for that food uh, to, 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 or even in our lifestyle for clothing, skincare, et cetera. Uh, whereas, you know, for me, the plant-based diet, the vegan diet um, has high vibrations. Uh, there's, there's really minimal suffering. Um, there is, you know, high energy, high nutrition, high fiber. You know, we need loads of fiber in our diet and the standard diet Um, particularly those that are super heavy with animal content have very low fiber content. And that is very, very harmful to our, our gut health and our overall, our overall health, our mood, our hormones, everything. And so, um, yeah, that's what I mean by high vibration foods. So let me ask you one of the interesting things with your book um, is the idea that you're dealing with couples because one of the biggest barriers to people going vegan is, well, my spouse won't go along with the plan. My girlfriend, my boyfriend, um, this is, is one of the biggest barriers. I know so many people say, well, I do it, except my husband is insisting, or sometimes it's my wife is insisting, uh, go ahead. Yes, um, absolutely. So um, I have heard this over and over again. The beautiful part, though, I will say um, something that excites me every time I hear it is when one partner brings the other partner along on this vegan journey. And that tells me that it is entirely possible to do this. It is entirely possible to go vegan, whether you're single, whether you're in a couple, whether you're in a family or with a group of friends. So Um, I take it from different perspectives. Single, if you want to meet other uh, vegan singles, there are different um, groups, for example, on Facebook or in your dating profiles. You can actually even put, um, you know, the vegan interests. They're like interests uh, for for vegan or plant-based. But it really does, um, you know, require a lot of communication. Also, as families, you know, it's so impressive to see even children bringing their parents along uh, or vice versa, of course, parents bringing their children along. Um, So for me, uh, it can be really fun. Uh, Even as couples, you can take um, cooking classes together. Um, You can um, one, one uh, vegan who was actually a hunter before um, his spouse decided to go vegan first and she took him to an animal sanctuary and that really touched him. And he became vegan and now he's a vegan activist uh, for the animals. Um, and it's just so awesome. So there are various ways that we can 
tap into the sensibility of a partner. Um, when you're talking about couples, um, you know, you can uh, uh, plan your vacations around the vegan theme, go to vegan um, hotels, take vegan food tours in your own city or internationally, have a vegan date night, just to kind of introduce the other partner if they're, you know, still a little bit unsure. Uh, I find it, you know, there's so many ways you can do it. Uh, and, and of course, uh, watching these documentaries together, I know um, a very um, uh, interesting couple, they actually now have an awesome podcast together. And they watched some of those uh, very difficult um, podcasts about the animal agriculture, sorry, uh, difficult documentaries about the animal agriculture industry together. And they just decided together right there and then they were going to go vegan together. And now they have this amazing global podcast and amazing online platform where they are, you know, helping others on their journey. So I think it's totally possible. Oh, we are talking to Angel, a.k.a. The Yummy Vegan. She has two books on Amazon that are essentially cheat sheets. They're cheat sheets on how to go vegan, how to help a spouse, girlfriend, boyfriend, a child, parent. Go plant-based. We've got a caller, Paige. Your question or thought for Angel the Yummy Vegan. Okay. My question is, um, how do you feel this book can move the needle for someone who is sitting on the fence? They, they uh, you know, hang out with me and they see uh, the value and the energy that I have. And, um, they, you know, they're just not making that ethical connection to the animals. What are your thoughts? And, and how do you see your books? perhaps supporting uh, the moving the needle. Thank you so much. Thank you for that question. In my opinion, uh, if you have one who is a little bit on the fence, I firmly believe that knowledge is power. And if uh, the other spouse, the hesitant spouse, can be introduced to it either gently or directly uh, through through, um, you know, yummy vegan food. Some people, for example, uh, particularly um, athletic people, oftentimes the male partner um, is very hesitant about the whole protein uh, topic. You know, if we can prove to them that they can thrive on plant protein, on clean protein that does not include uh, cholesterol and saturated fats in the animal content, if we can prove to them through, um, for example, these uh, powerful documentaries like um, the Game Changers, um, there are loads of um, you know, amazing resources like No Meat Athlete, et cetera. There's so many awesome ways to, to kind of you know, move the needle, as you're saying. It really depends on what appeals to them, what's important to them. Some partners um, have health problems, unfortunately, and the other spouse introduces them to the plant-based diet, the, the, the diet aspect of the vegan lifestyle, and they see tremendous improvements in their health and they are just convinced. They're like, I have to do this. I'm going to stick to it because I'm thriving now. Um, you know, if, if, if um, animals are important to them, as I was saying a little while ago, you know, taking your spouse to an animal sanctuary, watching these powerful videos 
um, you know, even like, you know, speaking to other activists to, to, to really uh, get under the covers uh, regarding the animal suffering, that might appeal to them. Where the planet, a lot of people, you know, I've heard some people say, well, they don't really connect with animals. They don't really care about animals that much. However, they really care about the planet, about the future um, planet Earth that they're leaving to their offspring or future generations, uh, or there's just something in these, um, you know, uh, environmental documentaries that really, really like push them, uh, you know, just like push the envelope. And then they're like, I have to do this because it just makes sense. So it just depends. I want to give a a shout out to our uh, nonprofits, new TV streaming network, Unchained TV. It's one word, Unchained TV. You can Put it on your phone right now. There we go. On your phone. And you can uh, download it on Roku uh, through the App Store. Go to the App Store on your phone, either Android or iPhone. Go to your App Store, uh, new streaming channels on your Roku device, on your Amazon Fire Stick, or on your Apple TV device. Yes, there it is right there. And there are hundreds of videos. And we just launched this two weeks ago. And uh, it's very exciting because you could have this. Let's say you are vegan and your spouse is not and you want to try to convince them, but not, you know, confronting them. You could download this app, be channel surfing and then up Unchained TV. Let's see what we got. Well, we've got Vegucated, which is a really fun, upbeat documentary about a woman who takes some militant carnivores through a vegan boot camp and how they all transform and but it's humorous so that could be something you could play for them and it's an entertaining documentary i mean let's face it um knowledge is power the biggest problem that i find is that people don't want to know you want to show them and for for people who want the nitty-gritty there's the classic earthlings film by sean munson which has probably turned more people vegan than any film or any piece of media on the planet. It's uh, an instant that's up there too, but it's rough to watch. But you can watch the vegan cooking shows, New Day, New Chef, uh, our award-winning vegan cooking show is on there, uh, 20 episodes with some of the top vegan chefs in the world. And it's it's a lot of fun. Every time the blender goes on, we dance. We have a great time. I think part of it is, that people feel that this is a sacrifice because we've been conditioned and brainwashed to believe that this is a sacrifice. It's not. Cooking is more fun because there's more versatility. You only cook about six different animals in the Western world. Uh, There are tens of thousands, nay, hundreds of thousands of fruits, vegetables, nuts, grains, and legumes and combinations. Can you talk a little bit about that? In other words, um, part of it is simply packaging, messaging, branding, promotion. Um, That's why uh, Veganuary, for example, is so successful. It's fun and it swept Europe and the United States too because it's packages something like, hey, get in on this fun thing for January, Veganuary. We need a V-February and a V-March and a V-April. What are your thoughts on that, Angel? I totally agree with you, Jane. Um, I look at the vegan lifestyle as a lifestyle of abundance, not a lifestyle of scarcity. 
I am still blown away at the number of plant foods, fruits and vegetables that I have still yet to discover and still yet to enjoy. I know that this is true because uh, on my social media um, page, for example, on Instagram, I post um, the, the seasonal fruits and vegetables that I'm eating. And just the other day, in a clubhouse room, uh, someone said to me, oh my gosh, I just bought bok choy for the first time when I saw your photo and I was like, really? And then someone sent me a private message with a photo of her very, very colorful dish. And she said, I thought about you because you're always talking about eat the rainbow and eat your colors. And here is this dish that I made. And I was thinking about, you know, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so happy. You know, it really um, is a mindset and it really is about thinking of this as an adventure, as abundance, and not as being deprived and having to give up. A lot of people find it difficult to give up, for example, um, dairy, uh, what we call dairy. So products that are made from the milk, usually from cows, sheep, and goats in in this part of the world. And um, well, actually in most parts of the world. And, you know, there's so many plant-based options, for example, from milk, almond milk, hemp milk, oat milk, et cetera. I could be here for like 10 minutes telling you about all the different combinations. Cheeses, more and more, there are plant-based cheeses coming on the market. If you don't want to buy the packaged, um, you know, vegan cheeses, they're amazing, yummy vegan cheese recipes, um, either by authors in their, in their cookbooks, or you could Google vegan cheese recipe. And there's just an abundance of options out there. Um, eggs, a lot of people are stuck on eggs. They don't, they don't want to admit that these eggs don't, don't belong to us. These eggs belong to the hens. Um, they don't belong to us. Um, and, uh, you know, they're still a little bit uh, not, not, not quite sure, but there's so many options either for baking or scrambling that we can use that are plant-based. So, you know, I would just invite everyone to think of this as an adventure, as a, an opportunity to, to discover new high vibration and highly nutritional plant options. Well, you said it in a wonderfully inviting way. We just have to get that message out. And of course, we're combating uh, a lot of programming. One of the hallmarks of being brainwashed is you don't know you're brainwashed. The second That's you say, true. well, maybe there's something to this and maybe what I'm being told isn't exactly true. That's when your critical thinking, your individuality, you are taking control of your brain again. Um, it's not brain surgery to say that 8 billion humans, which is pretty much what we have on the planet now, eating 80 billion animals every year, is there something out of balance with that? You know, we kill more animals in one day than all the human beings who have existed in the course of history. I mean, this is not um, normal, and nature is, is reacting to it. Uh, we, we live on a finite planet and all those resources. Most people don't know that cows produce... Uh, 80 pounds of manure a day, each cow. I mean, that's going into our rivers and our waters. Right here in California, we have 2 million cows. We're the largest dairy state in the nation. And people always talk about the drought and they talk about the almonds. But the news oh, yeah. media is not going to talk about the cows. Why? Look at the TV commercials. They're fast food and pharmaceuticals, the two industries that would collapse if they started getting real about the impact of eating 
and consuming the breast milk of another species in large volume. It's not designed for us. It's designed to take a baby calf who is um, a wobbly little thing and grow her into a massive animal in a short period of time. And there are growth hormones in that product. And so- And antibiotics. And antibiotics, most of the, the overwhelming majority of antibiotics produced are fed to factory farmed animals, to farm animals. And those, we're experiencing antibiotic resistance. I mean, the list goes on and on and on, but you won't hear it in the news media. You won't even hear the word slaughterhouse. When they talk about uh, problems at slaughterhouses, they say either food processing facilities or meat processing facilities, but they won't. The mainstream media talks about solving hunger. And they, I just watched MSNBC do a whole thing about hunger, hunger, hunger. Yes, of course, we're against uh, hunger. We, animals are eating a huge percentage of the food. We're 8 billion humans feeding 80 billion animals. They're eating 75% of soy. They're eating a huge percentage of commodity crops like corn. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, it's having a huge impact on our climate. And it's, it's the, 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 the facts are not hard to understand, but denial is a powerful thing. When people don't want to see it, they don't want to hear it, and they're told it's your right. Well, you know, uh, everything is not just a personal choice. It's also a political choice, a spiritual choice, an environmental choice, an economic choice. Um, all of our actions have consequences. And so what we're trying to do is just wake people up. Um, it's a process, not an event. We don't want to just go like this and all of a sudden expect the entire world to be vegan. Sure, that would be nice. But how about people saying, wow, okay, they may have a point. Yeah. Maybe I should start making smarter choices when I go to the grocery store and when I order at a restaurant and when I open my refrigerator, maybe I could just make some smarter choices for myself, for my own health, for the planet and for uh, the animals too, you know? And that moment where you go, aha, Maybe this isn't such a sacrifice. Maybe this could be fun. Wow. That's when the transformation occurs. And, you know, I, Matthew Glover, who is one of the founders of Veganuary, along with his wife, Jane, said he was a businessman in the north of England, and he uh, was just about making money, having big houses and, and having fast cars. And he suddenly realized, am I happy? And he said, no, I mean, this is, this is not a sustainable happiness. Happiness is an inside job. And he happened to go vegan and he said, everything changed. When he went plant-based, his entire value system started changing. And this is what happens to people. So it's an exciting journey. It's like putting on a new pair of glasses and seeing the world through an entirely different lens. And so, you know, we have to invite people to take this journey. It's the journey of evolution. We have to evolve or we may actually, as a species, cease to exist. I mean, if the planet gets too hot to support life, we're done. And you have the richest people in the world building spaceships to other planets. And what's happening here on Earth? It's, you know, they're not paying attention to that. 
Yeah. I mean, it's. I don't see the point. Yeah. It's really, really something. It's right in our face that we can't see because we don't want to see it. But once you give yourself permission to see it, then everything changes. So we're going to take a short break here on Voice America Radio and we'll be back, but we're staying live on Facebook. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. Become a member of VoiceAmerica.com. It's easy and best of all, it's free. Start out by going to our homepage or any of our channels and click register at the top. Once you've created an account and signed in, you can create your own custom library, opt into our newsletter, search by show, host, guest, or topic of interest, or browse millions of hours of content across all of our Voice America radio channels. Membership gets you more. Visit VoiceAmerica.com today to get started and tailor the listening experience to your taste. Get Unchained. Tune in every Monday for Jane Unchained on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Featuring nationally recognized, best-selling author, TV journalist, and social media influencer, Jane Velez Mitchell. This program takes you inside a trending lifestyle that's the next wave of human evolution. It all starts on your plate. If you want to revolutionize your life, get happier, more energized, then discover the secret. Tune in to Jane Unchained Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Tune in to the Tony D'Urso Show with key influencers for entertaining and thought-provoking weekly discussions with some of the top stars in their fields. From business, sports, and science to entertainment, music, and literature, Tony's guests share their success and give their wisdom. If you're looking to manifest your vision and see how others have done so, be sure to listen to the Tony D'Urso Show every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencer channel you are listening to jane unchained to reach the show today call in to 1-866-472-5795 that's 1-866-472-5795 you may also send an email in to jane unchained news at gmail.com now back to the show we are happy bunch. We plant-based people. Uh, Jane Velez Mitchell here with Unchained TV. You can get the Unchained TV app. Unchained TV, one word. It's 100% free, and it is an app that is available on your iPhone, your Android phone, or your Roku device. You just go to the new streaming channels and put in one word, Unchained TV, or your Amazon Fire Stick, or your Apple device, Apple TV device. So, Um, Basically, hundreds of videos, fun cooking shows, documentaries, um, even music videos. We have a vegan country star who's knocking out some hits. Uh, We are here with Angel, the yummy vegan, and she has two books out available on Amazon. One is a quick guide to going plant-based raw vegan, 12 tips to get you started. And the other one is how to go vegan to singles, couples, families, friends, easy tips to get you started, both available on Amazon. Um, what has, tell us your story. I mean, where are you? How did you get here? Thank you, Jane. It's great to be here with everyone. So I only had my awakening uh, three and a half going on four years ago. I was on um, a trip to Budapest, Hungary uh, for a yoga workshop. 
And a woman uh, who said that she is vegetarian took me to a restaurant and um, I didn't have to ask for no meat, no eggs, um, no dairy and no fish. And I was just blown away because Prior to that, for over 20 years, I was vegetarian, pescatarian for health reasons, which I thought was a good, a good route to take based on a book that I bought in a, in a bookstore over, you know, about 25 years ago. And um, so when she, you know, I guess uh, presented me with this, this opportunity to um, eat foods that were only made from plants, I was just ecstatic. And um, I started to go down this rabbit hole, basically, of you know, just Googling uh, vegan restaurants. I had no idea vegan restaurants even existed because I guess I was living in my own bubble. And um, I just discovered all these vegan options. I said, I have to do this. This makes sense. And so that's how I started. Um, prior to that, like I said, for over 20 years, I was vegetarian, pescatarian, Although I wasn't eating a lot of dairy, very, um, you know, just what if, if the eggs were already in the pastry or whatever, yes, I would eat it. And I moved off of most fish. In my mind, I was still under the, the false impression that I needed to eat salmon for omega-3s and proteins. So, you know, I was really under the, the spell of all the marketing, advertising and propaganda that's out there. And thankfully, uh, you know, the veil was lifted and uh, it's just been an awesome, awesome uh, adventure and an opportunity to, um, you know, spread this vegan message with others who are suffering. We just don't know that we're suffering. Um, that was the reason I went vegetarian, pescatarian, you know, about 25 years ago because of a health uh, concern. And we just don't really realize how detrimental consuming animals can be for human health, not even speaking of all of the, you know, suffering of, of animals, uh, as well as the planet. And so um, that's been my journey. Wow, that's a, a great story. I think we've all had a ver variation of that. There are a few people who are born vegan. Uh, but most, I mean, I look back, you know, 30 years ago, I was going to crab restaurants and hammering crabs. And now I look back, on how could I have done that? But at the time, oh, you know, this is fun. Yeah. Uh, but it's 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 an awakening. Like you said, it's this veil being lifted. And all of a sudden, it's like having a new set of glasses. And you look at things and you go, oh, my God, what was what did I do? Um, Tom, your question or thought for Angel, the yummy vegan. Hi, Jane. Hi, Angel. My question was, with the holidays coming up next week, I'm, I'm the only vegan in my family, so dealing with non-vegan relatives that don't really go out of way to accommodate me. And if I bring food, you know, that's vegan, like a field rules, for example, they won't touch it. So it's how many before I get there? What, what do you do with that stuff then? Excellent question. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you for that question. So, I have a few tips. Uh, number one, um, if you go to my uh, website, a yummy vegan lifestyle.com, I have some holiday recipes in there. Um, what I recommend to people is that they prepare several vegan dishes and they take those dishes to the gathering. It has been said over and over again, how when they take their vegan dishes to the gathering, their vegan dishes are gobbled up, no questions asked. Everyone is like, oh my gosh, this is so great. When they find out that the dishes are vegan, not including any animal content, they're just so impressed and they're like, oh my gosh, I want the recipe. I really recommend that you 
also try to keep an open mind uh, when people try to poke at you and and tease you or criticize you as to why you're not eating, um, you know, whatever the other, you know, dishes that are on the buffet table or being served. I really just recommend you have some compassion for them. Be patient with them. That's really not the time uh, to kind of get into a debate. You could maybe say something like, you know, um, you know, we're having such a great time here. I'd super love to chat with you about that. And we can kind of, you know, uh, you know, you know, meet up after after the holidays and talk a little bit more about that. And I'd be super happy to, um, you know, send you some great information, talk to you about my journey, um, just tell you how great I feel. And if you had any, you know, unfortunate conditions that you may have reversed um, on your plant diet, that would be great also to share that you're just feeling you're just feeling so much better. Um, And then you can, of course, talk about how you how much you love animals and the planet not necessarily getting deep into that conversation at the holiday gathering. Um, and, and yeah, if you're eating something that's different from other people, well, that's your diet. That's just like if you're lactose intolerant and you need to stay away from, you know, what we call dairy, or if you have an allergy to a particular food, a gluten, for example, if you're gluten sensitive or gluten intolerant, you would stay away from those foods as well. So in my view, it's not super strange, quite frankly, to say to someone, you know, um, I changed my diet. This is just awesome for me. I'm feeling awesome. And um, yeah, I, I invite you to, you know, you know, try out these amazing yummy dishes that I brought here uh, for, for all of us to share. Yeah. And, and the other thing I would say is sometimes the field roast is a bridge too far. In other words, tr- try some of the things that are more likely not to scare them off because that is a, a meat alternative that's rather sophisticated. I happen to love it, but it isn't for everyone who is accustomed to meat. Like uh, obviously the Beyond Meat and the Impossible uh, Meat is, well, Impossible Burger, I find so similar to meat that a lot of times I have to make sure, it, a couple of times I've been at a non-vegan restaurant and ordered it because it was the vegan item on the menu. And I want to tell the waiter, are you sure this is a plant-based burger? Because it looks, smells, and tastes just like meat. So what I would do is bring things that are home runs, likely home runs, like go to your vegan pastry store and get the most delicious vegan cakes. I hate to say it, but uh, you got to do what you got to do where they're looking at it and they want to try it, right? Because it looks so good. Gee, (laughs) and then just leave it out. Don't say a word. You know, uh, uh, starting with a field roast, even though I love field roast, don't get me wrong, but uh, people it's too loaded for some people because it's so obviously an alternative to the turkey. Now, you know, what I've done is I did not participate in Thanksgiving with a, an invite that I had where I knew that, in fact, I don't think they invited me because they were going to serve turkey. And I don't want to, it's not pleasant for me to sit there and the smell and looking at the dead animal, they kill 45 million turkeys uh, for this holiday why? Why do we have to kill an animal to to celebrate gratitude and thanks? So I didn't go. I got together with some plant-based friends of mine and it was fine. I don't feel you know, these holidays have been marketed very heavily and just follow the money. It's really about companies making a lot of money off of these holidays 
And so I try to go light on the holidays. A little goes a long way. Yes, I do have a Christmas tree that I pull out every year and I've used it for 15 years (laughs) and it's probably going to last another 15 years. I'm not anti-holiday. It's just that it we've allowed them to really take over our lives. And, and the fact is, it, it's sometimes for people who, uh, you know, I, I worked for 40 years. And because I was uh, basically don't have kids, single, uh, I was always assigned to holidays. I was a news reporter and I worked Christmas. I worked New Year's, New Year's Eve. I worked uh the millennial, when it, when we went to, uh, they thought the, that the, the whole world was going to collapse. I was there sitting in the newsroom, nothing. I've worked every holiday. And so it gave me a, a perspective on holidays that is like, yeah, a little goes a long way. And, and we should get back to the essence of what these holiday mean, these holidays mean. I mean, Christmas, for example, what would Jesus say about factory farming? Jesus Uh, The most documented fact about his life, one of the most documented facts, historically accurate, and you can read this in a book called Zealot, is that he went into the temple in Jerusalem, and yes, he argued with the money changers, but what were they doing? They were selling sacrificial animals. He chased out all the animals who were destined for sacrifice from the temple. Today, Jesus Christ would be considered a radical animal rights activist. Uh, animal rights activists today who are going into factory farms and rescuing sick animals are prosecuted on felony charges. Uh, one famous activist, Wayne Shung, who was an attorney who went in and rescued a baby animal who was sick, who the farmer actually said, I don't even want this animal. It's some, I don't want to give my headache to somebody else. He rescued the animal. He faced felony charges. He was convicted of felony charges. And the judge said suspended sentence. Even though a jury convicted him of felony charges, the judge suspended the sentence because obviously he's not a criminal. He was rescuing a sick being. So um, when you, I think it's very important to get back to the essence of these holidays. The holiday isn't about going shopping. The holiday is about celebrating the birth of Christ, who, by the way, was born in a manger surrounded by animals. I agree. I agree. You know, it's just so much marketing and advertising propaganda. We've just been bamboozled and hoodwinked into believing that, you know, getting back to the whole, you know, protein and, 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 um, you know, healthy, healthy fats, et cetera, et cetera. There's just so much propaganda. So definitely, um, you know, as examples, we can, we can kind of shift the consciousness, I think. Well, Personally, I feel the consciousness is shifting with the younger people because they don't watch television. Television is the primary medium where people are being inundated with these highly manipulative images of a steak. There's an Applebee commercial where the steak is positively, you know, dripping with a very sexy music. And it's like, wait a second, what's going on here? What is this message? They're taking a, a slab of meat and they're connecting it to sex appeal, uh, upward mobility, family. I mean, I'm talking about commercials in general. And the commercials are done by movie directors who are picking up extra income. Do you think they, it, we, we've got to start critically thinking about the messages that are being sent to us that are telling us what we need to be happy and be fulfilled and questioning it because the other commercials are all about all the diseases people have and all the ailments. Uh, The primary commercials are literally with 
with the exception of car commercials and insurance commercials, the primary commercials that you're watching when you're watching TV are Eat Meat, Eat Dairy, uh, and then here are the pills. Here are the cholesterol pills, the erectile dysfunction pills, the statins, the this, that, and the others. And I don't know if you've noticed, they're even urging people to identify with their illnesses. Like, I've got such and such, but then taking this pill. Now, last I checked in terms of, uh, last I checked in terms of how medicine is supposed to work, you're supposed to go to your doctor and your doctor is supposed to look at you and check you out and say, here's what you need. Now we've put all of that on its head. And because of these commercials advertising pills, they're telling you, ask your doctor for the XYZ pill. That's called going to your pusher. That's exactly what people who are addicted to a pill do. They go to their pusher and say, give me more, give me more. So we have upended our um, entire uh, medical sort of philosophy with these commercials. You're not supposed to go to your doctor and say, give me this pill. The doctor's supposed to diagnose you. And so, you know, I urge everyone who's listening, think critically because people are making money off of your illnesses. They are making money off of your illnesses. The pharmaceutical industry has more lobbyists in Congress than any other industry. Uh, We got a caller, Kim, your question or thought for the yummy vegan. Hi, thank you. Um, Obviously, Angel, you're an angel of a uh, influence for your anyone around you, anyone that knows you or reads your books, sees your videos. But I'm wondering, how about on your own family with the holidays coming up and everything? How um, how have you influenced your own family? And um, are you going to be eating, you know, side by side with them and so forth? Thank you. Thank you for the question. Uh, so I will not be gathering with my family for the holidays as they are, shall we say, long distance. So um, I will not be gathering with anyone uh, uh, during the holidays, actually, um, because I'm single. And so um, and I'm not going to be like venturing out into any kind of public gatherings. Um, however, I have been able to influence my inner circle um, several of my family members who have definitely increased uh, the consumption of plant foods. Um, Over a year and a half ago, they actually switched to what we call plant forward. So they are consuming uh, plant foods six days a week, and um, they're still attached to some of their traditional animal content. And so I guess it's like a cheat day, someone could call it. And so on average, they are consuming some animal content uh, one day a week, and they have seen tremendous results. I, I would ideally love for them to flip the switch and go vegan. They're very curious. They ask me questions. Um, they do understand that, you know, vegan veganism is a lifestyle. It's not just a diet. So they do ask me questions about other aspects of my lifestyle, like clothing, furnishing, skincare, etc. So this is, for me, progress, um, considering that they have been living this way for, you know, 70 years plus. And um, it's, for me, it's, it's, it's uh, gratifying to know that they are 
you know, reducing uh, their consumption of animals. Um, I've had other people close to me who have also been, you know, really, really trying to um, switch over to uh, a plant-based diet and a vegan lifestyle. Um, some people find it easier. Some people are more challenged by it. Um, so, but if I were to go to a gathering, I would use the same tips that I gave uh, the previous caller uh, regarding, you know, taking several beautifully yummy vegan dishes, um, being compassionate when people are a bit combative, uh, as some people do. You know, there's just so many attachments to the standard diet, the standard lifestyle, the this the whole marketing, advertising commercials, it's just so ingrained for, you know, 99% of our lives. And so I I, I would, um, you know, uh, take the same approach as I suggested to the previous caller if I were to go to a gathering. Yeah, um, I'm now gathering on Christmas Eve with my family. And um, there was mention of a nosh, but um, I'm, I'm, I didn't go to Thanksgiving, but I don't want to be all or nothing. I think we have to navigate each event as we as best we can. And I also want to say that you just reminded me that my family has gotten a lot more plant forward. I do have a nephew's vegan, his daughter's vegan, but um, not there. I think it's the spectrum. I think our most families present kind of a um, mirror image of society at large. We have every family pretty much has their mills and meat eaters. Then there are people who are open saying, yeah, I'm, eat- I'm trying a lot of this. And then there's people who go 100%. And so the people who are trying a lot of this, let's applaud them, yes. you know, and yes. um, whatever causes the least suffering. So people making that journey, I didn't go vegan like this. I actually was very similar to you. Grew up in a mostly pescatarian household, eating fish, eggs, dairy, uh, then going vegetarian. And then when a fourth generation cattle rancher was in my newsroom and I interviewed him, he's turned into a vegan activist by the name of Howard Lyman, who had been on Oprah and became famous. And he asked me if I was, he said, I hear you're a vegetarian. I said, yes. He said, do you eat dairy? And I kind of looked down because he had just described all the horrors, the babies being separated from their mothers, the boy calves being thrown on dead piles, shot or stuck in veal crates. And I said, yes. And he said, liquid meat like that. He pointed his finger right at my nose. That's when I went vegan. Actually, it was 25, about 25 years ago. Um, And so I had that whole long journey. So here I can't necessarily be intolerant of people who aren't making the journey since it took me a quite a while. Now, admittedly, there's a lot more information that we have today. Mm-hmm. Admittedly, there's uh, a lot more um, urgency in the sense that we now have the climate crisis. Um, at COP26, the global climate uh, summit, they made the mistake, really, really bad decision of serving meat. Well, our Jane Unchained reporter went in there and showed the cafeteria now, they also put the climate uh, footprint of each meal. So they were serving ham and cheese sandwiches and they had the climate footprint. It was so much higher, so much higher than the vegan options, which were the lowest that the Washington Post wrote an article saying, wait a second, if the meat items are so much higher, 
in carbon footprint, so much worse for the environment, and you're having a global conference, why did you serve them in the first place? It backfired. The United Nations works with the meat industry, and they have their thumb on the scale. Uh, But in insisting that they serve meat at the climate summit, it backfired because they actually offered proof of how much higher by listing the carbon footprint of each meal. So, you know, sometimes we think things are bad news. They can be good news. Of course, the animals who died for that demonstration, it's bad news for them. But um, in terms of sending a message, it literally was in every single person's face. You can't avoid it. And they designed it that way. Um, I think we have time for a quick break. We're going to take another break here on Voice America Radio. We're going to stay live on Facebook. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. It's time to unlock some of the best-kept secrets in health, wealth, and happiness. Are you ready to live your life to the fullest and hear insider tips from today's experts? Then tune in to The Forbes Factor with celebrity TV host and inspirational icon, Forbes Riley. She's a best-selling author and TV fitness expert, and you know her from QVC and HSN. Now she brings her expert advice and guests to the Voice America Influencers Channel. Tune in live every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time for The Forbes Factor. We get Guarantee it will be the best hour of your week. We don't follow, we lead. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to Jane Unchained. To reach the show today, call in to 1 866 472 5795. That's 1 866 472 5795. You may also send an email in to News at gmail.com. Now back to the show. We are talking to Angel, the yummy vegan. She has two books that are available for sale on Amazon Kindle, so you don't even have to kill any trees to uh, read these books. Um, and they are basically uh, cheat sheets. If you want help either going plant-based yourself or uh, helping a spouse, friend, relative, neighbor, work colleague. Great tips. Now, let me ask you about the word. You know, so many people react like this to the word vegan. It's scary to them because it implies sort of, as you mentioned, a lifestyle. I have this theory uh, that if we took the onus off of people that, okay, you're going to cross over into this other world and you can never go back and it's a lot of pressure, I have a theory that maybe we could start a campaign that says plant-based just for today. Because we know, and I've written a couple of books about this as somebody in recovery, uh, 26 years, I've written a book called Addict Nation, where I describe how we live in an addictogenic culture. But uh, stress is a self-defeating mechanism. So you can't, Willpower doesn't work with addiction. You've got to surrender. It's a dichotomy. The only power you have is the power to realize you're powerless. But by the same token, the the stress of saying, I will never do something again, it's self-defeating. 
what we really want to tell people is just for today, try plant-based. And that takes the onus off. Okay, well, I'll try for today. And then maybe they try for today. Oh, this is delicious. This is fun. I had a great time. I met some new people. You know, when I go to Europe, uh, which I have gone numerous times in the past, instead of getting the uh, standard tourist tour, I whip out my Happy Cow app and I find myself in all these great places that I would never have seen. Meanwhile, the tourists are there in front of whatever tourist spot eating their standard tourist diet. And I've had this incredible journey meeting all sorts of people. And um, I, I feel sorry for people who don't have this. So tell me about that. What do you think in terms of our messaging? We've only got three more minutes. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Um, I recently interviewed a a, a very popular podcaster, a vegan podcaster, um, as part of my Instagram live series. And, um, you know, one of her mottos is progress over perfection. So she really presents this journey as um, an adventure, as swapping out some of the, you know, standard um, animal content for the plant content. Uh, and, you know, that that really kind of alleviates some of that stress that you are alluding to, um, Jane. It's not a one and done for some people. Some people are just very, very attached. They're not ready. The good thing is to what I um, and invite people to do is, yes, to be adventurous and just, you know, go to vegan restaurants, take vegan cooking classes, um, you know, follow vegans or plant-based um, people on social media to be inspired and motivated. Um, but the other thing too is um, I also interviewed a, a vegan activist and she had an amazing motto as well. And that is, if you slip up, don't give up. And so I personally think that that also alleviates some stress because I have many people coming to me for coaching advice um, saying, you know, I used to be vegan, but I, you know, I kind of, I kind of, you know, fell off. And, and, um, you know, I just ask people to have compassion for themselves, to educate themselves, um, and to look at it as a lifestyle of potential and abundance and healing, and maybe a journal even about, you know, the, the improvements you're feeling in your health, in your mood, in your energy levels, um, just as some quick examples of how we can really measure that progress over perfection until they're ready to, you know, switch, uh, switch the uh, flip the switch. Such great advice. And you know what? I'll have what she's having. <laughs> I've had people say that to me. Yeah. Um, no, we, we are a happy bunch. And there is a certain joyousness to knowing that you're going through life with the goal of causing the least suffering possible. It's unfortunately very difficult to cause zero suffering, uh, but um, that if we go through with that mentality, that there is something very uplifting and fun about it, right? And so uh, I love what you're doing. Uh, How can people reach you once again? Sure. Well, first of all, thank you so much, Jane, for inviting me to be a part of your awesome community here. Um, People can reach me on Instagram, my handle is a yummy vegan. They can find me on Clubhouse as well, a yummy vegan. And my website is a yummy vegan lifestyle.com. So those are some quick ways to find me. All right. Well, it, it's been a delight chatting with you. I love your message. I love your energy. You are a living example of how joyous we are 
and uh, you can join us. And, you know, it's a lot of fun. Plant-based just for today. Nice to chat with you, my dear. We'll talk soon. Thank you for tuning in to Jane Unchained. We hope you'll join Jane Velez Mitchell for the next edition of her program next Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Meanwhile, have a peaceful week. Thank you.